from Sales Loft Podcasts. It's the No Nonsense Sales Podcast. And here's your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. Well, hello and welcome to this very special, very festive edition of No Nonsense Sales. I ho ho hope this podcast finds you well. Oh dear. This time of year for a lot of salespeople means two things, mince pies and out-of-office replies. I've been guilty of this as a seller, blaming seasonality for not hitting target, right? Oh, I've, uh, I'm just going to focus on January, you know, because I think that's the month for me, the big comeback month. December, not so much. No, no one's answering. But January, I'll see you then. Now, hopefully, this podcast is giving you some tips and tricks along the way for building your pipeline to make your life as a seller a bit easier so you don't have to have those conversations, even in the bleak midwinter. Today's episode, we're going to be looking at the gatekeeper, or maybe the Grinch would be a more appropriate word. It's the person trying to stop you from getting hold of that all important contact. As a seller, I found it too hard, in all honesty, to get through to the gatekeeper. So I decided to level with them and be completely honest. I would just be real. I'd tell them that all I wanted from them was for them to put my name in front of the prospects, explaining that I wouldn't expect to be put through on the phone, identifying that the person I'm trying to get hold of probably wouldn't take the call anyway, and asking the gatekeeper to let my prospect know that I've attempted to get hold of them. So what I was doing is using the gatekeeper as an additional step within my cadence. There's no guarantee, of course, that the gatekeeper will actually help you out and pass your message on, but you'd be surprised they're much more willing to speak to you if you're conversational, if you're real, and if you're honest. My guest today is an expert at all three. He's the head of business development at Flossum, Ryan Scalera. I first saw him on LinkedIn dancing uh, with a wig on, but he's much more than just a skilled content creator. He's an experienced seller, now leading a team to follow in his footsteps. Here's how I got on talking holidays, festivity, and the dreaded gatekeeper with Ryan Scalera. What is your perfect Christmas Eve? What does that look like for you and your family? So we, I, I always host Christmas Eve. And uh, I do a, a crab leg and steak dinner, which I did once for my mother-in-law and it was done. She was like, this is the new tradition. So <laughs> now I need to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on crab legs in the winter because I'm not sure they're, they're, they're seasonally around for that. But uh, my, my perfect Christmas Eve is going to be this year. We're, we're in a brand new house. We're immediately getting set up for Christmas. My, my daughters around us playing, enjoying being around friends and family, not thinking about Q4 and work, just sitting there and really enjoying the, the presence of my loved ones. Love that. Yeah. Don't talk to me about Q4. Pass me a crab <laughs> leg and I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in January. Right. Love that. <laughs> So we're uh, we're here. We've got the green screens up, you know, because we want to put ourselves in a winter wonderland and not to ruin the magic for anyone watching. But when we're not in the same room, even though it may look like we're in a frozen tundra together. Um, but even though this is the Christmas special and we're getting really festive, I am really conscious that I want to pick your brains because this episode is all about 
Christmas, and of course, gatekeepers. I mean, they go together like crab legs and steak, if you if you ask me, right? So let's, let's, <laughs> let's think about um, let's think about gatekeepers for a second. Then, are they still relevant? Are they still a thing? For, for modern sellers, where a lot of us are remote now, um, are gatekeepers still relevant? Not as much as they used to be. Like when I started my career and I, w- I was even going into offices, they were gatekeepers. Um, and now there are gatekeepers, but we have a lot of cell phone numbers. Shout out to like Seamless and Zoom Info for some of that kind of stuff. But Gatekeepers are are avoided like the plague in BDR land, uh, from my from my understanding. Like when you look at you know dialers like Orem um, or Nooks or something like that, they are you, know, you can exclude one with dial trees and certain things like that. But certain industries, they are just they're implanted. You're never going to get rid of them. You're not going to get the boss's cell phone number. You are going to get the gatekeeper. So. I always say that you have to be able to handle it. You have to be able to understand how to circumvent a gatekeeper or work with one, really, more or less. Well, that leads quite nicely into my next question because I completely agree with you. There's no ignoring them. You you will face them if you're in an outbound sales role, right? So, you know, from your experience, friend or foe, because from what I speak to people about people seem to be in two camps right you should either befriend them or you should keep them at a distance so what what's your take on that i mean if you want to sell friend you know (laughs) because the gatekeeper listen they're they're so much more in the know than you would think it's not just someone they they pay like nine dollars an hour to to just answer the phones most of the time a lot of the time they're helping them with a lot of different things they're planning the calendar they're the gatekeeper as to whether you get in or not. And if they're in control of that, you better not treat them like a passing or fleeting moment. They will be likely the people to hang up on you. If you sound in any way, like you're not going to be able to prevent, bring some sort of value to the person there. And they're usually told like, Hey, just don't let anybody in. If I don't know them, don't let anybody in. And have you been guilty in the past of maybe upsetting a gatekeeper or being remembered by a gatekeeper? Because I know with this accent, uh, I sometimes have struggled in the past because they'll they'll think, oh, I think you might have called last week. So uh, have you come up against that in in uh, in the past in your sales career? Yeah, I've definitely been remembered by a gatekeeper. One for for a pretty funny reason. I I conned the gatekeeper. I, I okay. walked physically into an office and I was looking for a specific individual and I was very gutsy back then early in my career. And the gatekeeper said, Hey, do you, you know, I'm, I'm here to meet with, you know, Mr. So-and-so they said, uh, uh, okay, do you have an appointment? And I said, yes. And I walked right past them. I walked through the office all the way to the individual's office, knocked on the door, said, Hey, you know, uh, about halfway into the a minute or two into the meeting, the guy goes, you're not my 11 o'clock. And he brings the gatekeeper in. Believe me, that gatekeeper was so annoyed. I finagled my way past. And uh, yeah, let's safe to say I was never getting back in that that office again. Didn't even get my pitch off. But uh, they, they did give me kudos for just, uh, you know, secret aging it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never heard that one before, right? I like the idea of physically avoiding the gate, the gatekeeper because <laughs> you're in the, you're in the same room with them. I've also got the image of uh, your prospects eleven o'clock still sat in the hall wondering, uh, <laughs> wondering what happened. <laughs> Now, uh, of course, now you you lead a team, right? So do you think having experience of handling gatekeepers' uh, objections uh, helps you when you're heading up a team of sellers? And what does what does that look like for your team? Yeah, um, so mine don't run into it as much. The previous team I, I had did. It was like 99% of it. And a lot of the time, that was really the advice. It, it was you know, working with them on how they could befriend these individuals. They were like assistants to like financial advisors that managed billions and billions of dollars. Like, so it it was hard to get this person's attention unless you were important. And um, having done this myself was the best way I could relate and give advice. I'm not a big fan of managers that preach from a standpoint where they haven't done the work or they haven't done it in 20 years. I know sometimes you make it into leadership and you've been doing leadership for 20 years. Your your experience becomes less and less relevant, which is why I, later today I'm going to be doing a dial session because I, I want to keep myself sharp in that regard. Mm. So yeah, I do think having the experience as a leader can definitely help you when your team is maybe getting stuck and, and slammed. You can give them an actionable insight to actually you know make this work for them. Love that. And I, I try to make sure this podcast is is full of those kind of actionable tips and, and pieces of, of advice. So if someone's listening to this who maybe is um, a new seller and they had the question, you know, how do I beat the gatekeeper? It's such a broad question and there is no kind of silver bullet. But what would be your top answer if we were on uh, Family Feud? What would be the top answer for you for how do I beat the gatekeeper? So... Don't beat them, join them. Um, there, there's a, a book I think called Get a Meeting with Anybody by Stu Heineke. He's a cartoonist for like the Wall Street Journal. And he did this amazing thing and it, it really stuck with me. So if anybody's using a gifting platform, I highly suggest this. Um, he would send a massive cartoon that he would draw for his prospect uh, that was highly customized, relevant. And then he would send a five by five inch like mini one to the gatekeeper um, to make sure that he was taking care of the gatekeeper. So what, uh, you know, if you're using a gifting platform, you get someone on the phone, the gatekeeper comes up. I would always send the the gatekeeper a $10 Starbucks gift card. And especially if they just gave me the time of day, be like, Hey, listen, I know you're not going to let me pass, but I'm sure you got a lot of work to do. I'm sure you're busy as well. Do you mind if I send you a quick $10 Starbucks gift card? Is it bribing? Maybe, maybe not. But you're not directly asking for the meeting after that. I would follow up with the gatekeeper after be like, hey, well, I'm curious, what is your Starbucks drink? If they, if you see that they actually like accepted it. Uh, create familiarity, create friendliness, and, and be real about what you're trying to do. Like, hey, listen, this is why I wanted to reach out to that prospect. And, and here's where I do think it could be a real business value. I'm not just trying to push a product or anything like that. My understanding is that this is the perfect person for me to reach out to because of X, Y, Z factors. And if you do this in a, in a good enough way and you can charm, I think for the most part, that's probably one of the best ways to handle gatekeepers or just avoid them like the plague and get cell phone numbers. There's only one or two options, befriend or avoid. <laughs> 
Well, I think though, like I say, that's a great takeaway for me because, you know, you will face a gatekeeper at some point, right? So so why not make sure that you're prepared? And I love what you said there about, yeah, if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, for me, my take on it is, well, if you can't beat them, try to get some information from them, right? Because if, think, think about it, if every time you call, you can earn a, a little nugget of knowledge about your prospect because you, your gatekeeper will know a lot more than you, it's going to help you fundamentally uh, in the rest of the of the sales process. So, uh, so yeah, love that. Love that. Well, uh, well, thanks so much, Ryan, for, for donning a, a Christmas hat and joining me for this very, very festive, uh, podcast. Uh, I, I love Christmas. I don't know if you can tell I'm, uh, I've got a big smile on my face because I do love this time of year and I'm so excited about the pump up song that you've selected to, uh, to play us out for this, for this Christmas episode. Do you want to, do you want to talk us through it? Of course. Um, it's not Mariah Carey. I, I can't get that out of my head right now, but uh, it is Jingle Bell Rock. Hi, I'm looking to speak to Sheila, please. Okay, bear with me a second. Right, let me just check and see if she's available. Listen up, brace yourself, you're in for a shock Wouldn't you know she's on PTO Her out of office is officially on Now the holidays have begun Try ringing next year, yeah, she'll speak to you then That would be fine, but now's not the time I know you're in sales, but I do not care In the frosty air It's not quite time, it's not the right time I know what you're trying to do To be quite clear, even if she was here I'm really sorry but I can't put you through Please don't call again, I know that you called last week You're calling around the clock Nobody's here till January 23 Let the cold calling stop Let the cold calling stop 